Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends. It's the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always are my co-hosts, my good friends, my fiends. Chuck Caputo, Sherry Caputo, and Eddie Caputo. I mean, Eddie <laughs> Guevara. <laughs> right, not a Caputo. Uh, God, All Caputos. Yeah, everyone's a Caputo today. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Hello, so, everybody. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. Everybody out there in podcast land, welcome once again to House of the Unusual. We thank you for joining us on whatever podcast platform you're listening. Also, please subscribe to us and Hey, it'd be real cool if you gave us a nice review. That would be really, really cool of you. Just saying, just throwing it out there. It'd be really cool. All right. So anyways, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of sci-fi and some what ifs and all that. And what we think sci-fi worlds, religions, people, you know, might look like. Well, not really sci-fi, but like kind of like alien worlds. You know, say if we were to crash land on the alien planet what do we think what's what do we think we would see on there what would be uh what would these races look like what would their religions look like their food would they have bars what about sporting events would they have any type of different uh sporting events that you you could think of so if you've been a sci-fi fan or you've read any type of sci-fi from 30s 40s 50s you know, at that time, it was real big. All these up-and-coming authors, um, like Isaac Asimov, they were all kind of given their interpretation of uh, these alien planets, alien worlds, uh, future. And it was it was kind of everywhere. It was, you know, a sci-fi craze. The pulp magazines and the movies just had this stuff all over the place. And they were really going crazy with their imagination on what they thought this stuff will, will look like. I tell you what, we're going to get a little bit into that later. But first, I want to see how Chuck, Sherry, and Eddie is doing. And then I'll tell you a little bit what's going on with me. And then we'll get into our conversation. So I'm going to turn it over to Chuck and Sherry. What's new? What's up? All right. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Yeah, we've been keeping busy. Uh, Doing a lot of traveling and so forth. And going to the storage unit. We're going to go back tomorrow. We're going to work on a couple of things. Uh, We've been filming some Chuck's Corners. Uh, we did watch a movie we wanted to put out there. You know, Sherry's one of her favorite movies is the goon from the, the, goon. the goon from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> we watched the uh, we watched the Return of the Creature. Revenge of the Creature. Oh, Revenge of the Creature. That's right. Yeah, from 1955. It was a it was a sequel. It was really cool. Yeah, it was very very good. I did mean, you guys see that before? Oh yeah, excellent movie. Very excellent. excellent. Yeah, no, we fan- liked it a lot. Fantastic. Hey. Lori Nelson did a good job in there, and John Agar. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised to find out John Agar was married to Shirley Temple in uh, real life briefly. Briefly. Yeah, for maybe a couple of years or something. I don't huh. know exactly how long, but huh. I'll tell you, it was a good movie. Yeah, Here. we enjoyed it. Yeah. What's up, Eddie? Did you have something to input on that 1955 great movie? Isn't that the one that Clint Eastwood made its first appearance in? Yes. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, Un- uncredited. I thought it was him, and, and I told Sherry, I think that's Clint Eastwood. And she uh, Googled it, and yes, it was. It was. Yeah, the first tell. appearance on television for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was the uh, the lab technician in it. And yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, you know, we look at it with today's eyes, and we're like, how did Clint Eastwood not get a, a credit in this movie? Exactly. And, you know, hey, it's his, his first role. Even Clint Eastwood had to pay his dues. <laughs> exactly. Had, had pay his dues. That, yeah. I think a rat was misplaced. There was four rats in the uh, in, in the enclosure, and he said one of them's missing. I think it's in the cat's stomach, and then it turned out in his pocket. So it was, uh, <laughs> uh, kind of neat. We, yeah. I also want to put in. Uh, we also actually, uh, when I went down to St. Augustine, I've been with a couple of people, and I, I, one of our guests actually is on right now. His name yeah. is Bill Horn. Uh, introduce yourself, Bill. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you today. So hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. Yeah. Hello, hello. Hi, Bill. So go ahead, Joe. All right, yeah. Chuck and Jerry, what else do you guys guys have going on? Any shows, any good walks in the uh, the woods or the uh, cemetery? Yeah, with 
we took our son's dog uh with 2.6 miles we walked. yeah so yesterday it was a pretty good daughter-in-law it was a pretty good walk it's a little yeah. windy out there but it's nice and then we start yeah we've been going to the gym doing um some weights and things like that and um what else oh oh friday evening we have a we have a planned date for us we're gonna go i don't know if you've heard of zillion opal joe being in ohio it's no. up- Butler, it's like north of Pittsburgh, yeah. And they have a theater called The Strand, and they're putting on the is it a I guess a play or musical? Uh, it's a it's a, a musical, yeah. Yeah, the Godspell. So we got tickets, and we're gonna have dinner and go there, and it'll be a nice little evening. Yeah, I look forward. Oh, that, that sounds fun. Whose romantic idea was that? I know it wasn't Chuck's. <laughs> it was Chuck's. Yeah, it was mine. Wasn't Chuck's really? Yeah. He, he saw that they were playing there. He loves Godspell, so I said, "Okay, that sounds good." Yeah, yeah. That, that brings back memories when I was a kid, and yeah. uh, you know, well, not really, maybe no, 13, 14 teenager. years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I said, "I said, let's go see this, Sherry," and she looked up a place to eat. So that'll there's be... plenty of places up there yeah. on Main Street, so it'll be fun. I, I didn't know you were a kid once, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we thought you were born with the beard and a magic wand in your yeah. hand. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's not, it sounds like a good time. Hey, Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you. And since this is your first time on, I'm putting you on the spot, brother. What is, uh, what's, Give us a little bit about yourself. Let everyone know, you know, what you're about, some of the stuff that you enjoy, because, you know, we're all about, you know, having fun on here and, and yeah. talking about our, our passions and everything. So give us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, it's uh, again, it's a pleasure to be here. I think I met Eddie down in uh, uh, Florida and we talked a little bit. And so uh, we we uh, glad to be on here with you guys today again. But yeah, my, our life, uh, I've done a lot of things in our life. I think, you know, been a lot of places, had the privilege to travel all over the world and, uh, you know, just always seeking the next thing, the, the greatest thing. And, the, you know, and I think the um, what really changed my life, I think, and uh, got me started on the road that uh, where I am now is, uh, you know, I, I'm from North Carolina. And so, you know, kind of grew up in a uh, it was talking about religion, you know, I'm not uh, a religious person because religion, I think, is what um, man made up. And, uh, you know, but but I do believe in God. I believe there's the one true God. I believe there's a lot of gods. But what changed my life, I think, uh, back in 98, uh, my, my dad uh, passed away and I was, uh, it, we were like best friends. We, we were like best buds. And I was going through a hard time and it kind of brought up you know, not really following God or anything like that. But mm-hmm. what my experiences in church and around different religions, I didn't really care for it, you know, because, you know, I just seen a lot of, a lot of other things that man was doing and man did. And, you know, it wasn't a lot of God involved in it. And so, but uh, one day I was riding in my pickup truck and the guy, I was just caught crying out in a hurting place. And, uh, you know, I said, God, look, I, if you're real and I believe you are, I need you to show me. And, you know, I didn't hear an audible, audible voice, but uh, I said, you know, I believe God speaks to a man's heart, you know, not his head. You know, his he were messed up in the head. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we all are. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I heard it was a, it was it, like I said, it wasn't, you know, like like I'm talking to you now, but it was loud in in me and uh, inside of me, and uh-huh. and uh, he he said, and and I said, if you're real, and he said, well, I am, and uh, he said. Uh, your dad's with me now and uh, and he said uh, I want that relationship that you had with him and so I just got to thinking about that and what happened was um, you know I I got to thinking and he's I thought well you know I talked to my dad every day I spent time with him you know I either seen him and we just we had a wonderful relationship I had that kind of relationship with my dad and and so I see you know I started spending more time you know talking to God uh, reading his word and more on a personal thing. And so it became a personal thing to me, not just what man was saying, not man, what man said I had to do, but it developed a relationship with him. And, and, uh, and it, it started changing my life. And, and I think that, and the next thing, this is the crazy part. <laughs> this, is, this is the crazy part, okay. you know, and, and uh, he's one day uh, because my wife and I, we, we had our two businesses. We were working 90 hours a week. Uh, we were faithful people, good people, but uh, I was riding down the road. There was something missing. There was still something missing. 
Uh-huh. And he told me to buy a motorcycle. And I said, what? okay. <laughs> yeah, I wish someone would tell me to buy a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just spend a little time with God. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I came home and uh, uh, I told my wife, I said, honey, I said, you wouldn't believe this. I said, I was, I was praying today and the Lord told me to buy a motorcycle. And uh, she's such a wonderful lady. She said, well, if he told you to do it, then I would do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, I don't think my wife would fall for that one if I said, hey, <laughs> hey honey, God told me to buy this. <laughs> Fifty thousand yeah. dollar comic book, Amazing Spider Man. You know, she's, yeah, like, yeah. she's like, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I got a good wife. So anyway, she. Uh, so I did, and uh, next thing I knew, I started having more freedom in my life, and just to going out, enjoying myself more, and, mm-hmm. and then you know, I found out, you know, God liked for me to have a good time, but I, but it was a a good time with Him. You know, it was it was uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, doing good things and. You know, from that time on, um, you know, um, it just, my relationship just started blooming with him. And, uh, you know, I say there's there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of people out there. Uh, I heard you say something about other people on other planets and stuff. You know, there could be, there may be, uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're here to be concerned about us on this planet. And mm-hmm. we, got, we got enough going on here. Yeah, um, well, we're going to. I'm definitely interested to hear your take here in a little bit about, uh, you know, like we we talked about earlier, we mentioned we're going to get into, you know, other worlds, other religions on, on what we think it would it would be like. Because, you know, we look at everything from uh, from our perspective here on Earth and our different world views on on what it would look like. So, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to, you know, think about and, you know, really think outside the box. On yeah. what could be going on on other planets, you know, because it's not gonna, it, you know, I'm I'm sure, you know, I just I guess just with you know, looking at percentages, there's probably some stuff that would over overlap us, but a majority of it's gonna be something, you know, we never even thought of or could possibly conceive. But it's gonna be, I'm I'm very interested, and I think our audience out there is interested to hear too on what everybody, you know, thinks that these aliens and alien worlds and their culture traditions would really look like so yeah that, that's a great story and i can't wait to hear uh bill what you have to what you have to say about that and kind of what you think about it and everything especially being a newcomer on here because we've all you know we've been talking for years and we all kind of you know know each other a little bit and how, how we think so it's interesting to have somebody new come on and see how they think as well yeah so but sure. Before we get into that conversation, I'm going to turn it over to Eddie and see what's new at House of the Unusual proper. So, Eddie, take it away. Hey, well, Eddie. as you can see, I've up to, I actually uploaded a video that aired this past Monday, and it's about 43 minutes long. But I uncovered my mysterious uh, monster movie Super 8 eight millimeter collection. Oh. Uh, at the end, I actually found a projector that's about 60 something years old. It's a Kodak 8mm regular projector, which I actually tried, and it actually worked. And to my surprise, the bulb was still working. So I was able to, you know, that, that was an interesting take there. But anyway, that's new. I, I'm also going to upload a movie that has a, it's only, but this was only about five or six minutes long. It has four books in there. And the books, the oldest one is from 1602. Oh, my. And the other three, I think, are 1729. So we're talking about a book that's, uh, I told my brother jokingly, I said, this one's got Columbus ashes in it, you know, Uh, (laughs) 1602. It was just not too far after that, you know? So uh, anyway, I thought that's the newest thing in my area. And I'm also, uh, Joe, I believe you have a special uh, thing coming up again, uh, uh, Ghost Ship Times. Uh, I guess we're going to be launching that probably in the next week or so. Uh, You you know that, uh, Joe. Go ahead. Yeah, hopefully we'll get we'll get that rolling here real soon. I'll have a video to you, um, hopefully right after this this podcast here. I got a little idea for it, and I'll I'll get it together. But all right, guys, let's dig into uh, our conversation here. Oh, real quick, I just want to talk about to let everybody know once again that uh, and just a reminder that Monster Bash is coming to the Marriott Pittsburgh North this summer, June sixteenth through the eighteenth. And I, I'm telling you what, I, I'm really excited about this lineup. It's going to be uh, Bela Lugosi, 
kind of themed a lot of his his uh wow. pictures and all that but i tell you what there are some excellent guests we have uh audrey dalton charlotte austin lynn lagosi sparks bayla lagosi's granddaughter she'll be there to give a talk. Oh, wow. daniel roebuck from the monsters and dr shocker which i'm really excited to to meet him I've never met him before, got an autograph or anything, but he is, he's like one of us. He is a monster kid. He's a collector. He's a fan. And he he's just a great guy from, from everything that I've known and read about him. So I can't wait to meet him. Beverly Washburn from Spider Baby. She's always a sweetheart to, to talk to. I, I mean, all these people, are just, they're just great people. They're like kind of going up to old friends when you, when you talk to them. We got Tom Savini, Pamela Pierce. John Russo, Tom Weaver, Frank Delastrito, Greg Mank, and TV horror hosts Son of Ghoul and Jack and Carita. So there is a huge lineup. They have, if you go to monsterbashnews.com, they also have the lineup for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's going to be, we got Friday's Mexican movie night. Saturday, weather permitting, they're going to do the outdoor uh, movie on the big screen projector which they start off with some cartoons and shorts and then dig into the the horror movie or sci-fi movie so it's going to be a great time too and i'm very excited about this so make sure you guys check it out just go to monsterbashnews.com also we have on mymoviemonsters.com it's your one-stop monster shop Pre-orders, Castle of Frankenstein number 37. It is up for pre-order. Go on there, grab yours, or, I mean, if you want to want to risk it, wait to see, you know, when it hits Barnes & Nobles, but it's going to sell out fast. And this is George Pell's Lost Time Machine issue. So a lot of cool stuff in there. Check them out at mymoviemonsters.com. All right, guys, so we know, you know, we're all fans of, of sci-fi here, I, I believe. Uh, well, we lost Chuck and Sherry. Anybody know where Chuck and Sherry went? Eddie, what'd you do with them? They um, they disappeared here. I don't, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I guess if they, I, I see this I is you know I, future tense. <laughs> the aliens got I think took them. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they jump back on, they I'm sure they'll jump right back in the conversation. But you know, talking about early sci-fi authors you know you have guys like isaac asimov robert heinlein frank herbert arthur c clark ursula lagoon hey uh, huxley hey there they are hey, hey, hey sorry i don't know <laughs> what you guys disappeared yeah. i'm just going over a list of some some uh very famous sci-fi authors that we're going to touch on so along with them we have douglas adam philip k dick larry niven so there, I mean, there's a ton out there. We could go on and on and on. And all of these authors, they, they had this vision of when they were writing of what they thought our future might look like. And some of that, you know, very scarily has come true. Some of it thankfully hasn't, but they were giving us an idea of, of what they thought our future would look like, what they thought space exploration would look like, what they thought. Mm. alien life would look like or alien spaceships would look like so when we were reading you know when people were reading those out of books or pulp magazines or watching the movies or tv shows it started shaping their image too on what these alien worlds look like because prior to that you know most people really didn't didn't know you know what these aliens or worlds might look like and really probably didn't think of it until these sci-fi authors came on the scene and, you know, were given their interpretation of all this stuff. And, you know, as you're reading their words, you're also forming this image in your mind. So your, your imagination is starting to work and you're starting to develop these different worlds and these different races and these different robots and futures and spaceships on what could possibly be. And, you know, you could probably sit a million people in a room and say, Describe an alien to me. You know, I want you to, you know, from head to toe, describe it to me. And, you know, once you go through all the paperwork, you're going to have a million different descriptions of, of what this alien being is going to look like. There's probably not going to be two that are the same or three that are the same. You're always going to have these these differences on what people think. And, you know, that's the same thing with anything when we're going to talk about, you know, some alien planets or, hey, you know, what, you know, 
what would religion look like to these aliens? Do they believe in a god or gods, or do they worship science, or do they worship, you know, who who knows what? You know, what could we even think of? It might be something outside of our realm of knowledge. What kind of traditions do they have? You know, we have Christmas, Fourth of July. We have Halloween, where we go trick or treating, and we you know we pretty much dress up and beg people for for candy. Go home, <laughs> eat a bunch of candy, and get sick as heck. Oh yeah. You know, what kind of traditions do you know or holidays do these alien worlds have, if any? You know, we we look at it because we're we're human beings, and and just going, you know, back in our past, we have a. Uh, you know, we like traditions, we like ritual, we like doing things the same. So is it going to be that way for, you know, different alien cultures? And what do their houses look like? You know, do they have a living room, a kitchen, a bedroom area, a bathroom? You know, do they have a, a man cave where they could sit around, you know, a big screen TV <laughs> and watch, you know, Chuck Caputo on there doing magic while they're piling down a few brewskis? You know, who knows? You know, you never know. Shoot pull. So, do they have their own house of the unusual where they could go on there and grab cool gags and, and gifts and mail order items? And, uh, Hey, you know what? Maybe there's, there's a group of aliens out there in some far distant galaxy doing a podcast, talking about the thing, same things we're talking about. So yeah. you just, you never know, but you know, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about it. And, you know what, Chuck and Sherry, I'm going to put you guys on the spot for the first one. I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you guys think about all this and what your interpretation is. And, you know, is, is there a reason why you think this way? Was it from movies? Was it from reading? Or, you know, maybe you, you're just a creative person. So take it uh, away. All right. Well, I, I tell you what, my, my absolute favorite sci-fi writer of all time is H.G. Wells. And uh, you know what, due to one of his novels, uh, The War of the Worlds, I think we're under the impression that if if there is life on other planets, that these creatures resemble like an octopus. And uh, yeah. isn't it kind of weird? Yeah, it yeah. kind of took on that that facade. Uh, I love the I love the uh, I love the Treehouse of Terror uh, cartoons uh, from The <laughs> Simpsons uh, yeah. when they were abducted up on the up on the craft. Marge goes, excuse me, uh, octopus. I mean, it was it was hilarious. Oh my goodness, yeah. But yeah, but you know, and then he wrote another novel, The First Men in the Moon, where they were like gelatinous type of things or whatever. You know what though? Uh, but I would have to say, you know what? My beliefs are are that I do believe in God, God, one God. You, you know what? And and so if these things do exist, then God created them. You know, and that's mm -hmm. and that's from and that's from my perspective. You know. You know, though, but I have an open mind. I mean, I've read literature on UFOs now for 30 years. I've read just about everything. I've watched just about everything. Went to Kecksburg. Yeah, went to, we went to Kecksburg, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I, you know, there still isn't any proof. No. I mean, I mean, Jesse Marcel supposedly brought a piece of strange-looking metal to his son. Jesse Marcel Jr. Uh, said it was like a almost like a piece of tinfoil, but you can bounce a sledgehammer off it and everything. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, why didn't he throw this in his closet or something and say, Hey, Hey, the government doesn't know exactly. You know what I mean? Like how many pieces are out there or something like that? There's just, there's just, you know, it just seems weird. There's no proof of anything, you know, as of yet, you know, but that's, uh, but that's my spin, you know what? And and I do love H.G. Wells. I've always loved his concepts of everything. And unfortunately uh, I'm not too much of a sci-fi person so i don't know i just remember watching lost in space when i was younger yeah, you and um yeah i mean i, I really don't have too yeah. much thought about it right now, now. do you think do you think that maybe there's a uh uh what's it called say there's uh and i'll ask this for for sherry do you think there's that these alien say alien planet planets you arrive on an alien planet do you think that they have like holiday type things there? Is there anything that you think that they would celebrate or is that more of like a earth being type of thing? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not that creative to think of some <laughs> cool. I know that you could really come out with some cool um, ideas oh, yeah. I think on the, the play on words with the aliens <laughs> and ring toss on the cone head. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, I know. think I think these sea monkeys blew her mind pretty much. <laughs> once, you, once you know, Sherry, I, 
I would never have thought of what you just said, ring tossing. I mean, <laughs> you got interesting things, Cherry. Now, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you said that, Chuck, because I've all about sea monkeys, because I've always looked at some of these underwater creatures, such as sea monkeys, uh, lobsters, squid, octopus. Uh-huh. And it's even coming out more in science, uh, more with the realms of octopus that these, you know, some of these might be alien creatures here from a, another world or possibly <laughs> seeded here by a, a meteor millions of years ago. So, you know, I'm wondering, you know, these sea monkeys, they might be looking at Sherry and going, who the heck is this alien lady up there that keeps giving us food? <laughs> You're right, because I fed them today, too. I think you might be right, because they are a little peculiar looking. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. they're they're very interesting, and you know, mm -hmm. Chuck, you touched on, um, Treehouse of Horror and of yeah, kind of aliens looking like squid, squid like or you know octopus like having the yeah. tentacles and everything, yeah. and you know they're they're that's what science is kind of saying about octopuses nowadays. The more that they're studying them is that they have a, a conscious, they're very intelligent, there you and go. you know, there's even some places that you can't eat or experiment on them because you know they believe that they're 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 very intelligent and they have these uh pain receptors and everything uh -huh. and you know you kind of look at them and you're going you know this could be some alien that was seeded here from a meteor and there was a really cool video years ago and you could still find it online uh this guy there was a very small octopus that this guy found i guess it was kind of washed up on shore and it was very close to dying i mean it was almost lifeless so the guy picked it up and he went into the the ocean Aww. uh he was only about a little bit more than ankle deep maybe about ha like shin halfway up well he set the octopus you know real gently in the water and it started coming back to life and it started, you could see it breathing again it started moving again and just before the alien or the alien just before the octopus <laughs> went to swim off you know, because it kind of almost was startled when it, it awakened a little bit. But as it kind of like it moved away from the guy, you know, maybe an inch or so, it stuck out its one tentacle and it touched the guy's toe, kind of like a thank you. And then it just swam away right after that. But it was really cool just to see that how this this octopus kind of yeah. regained its consciousness it was almost like looking at the guy and you could see, I mean, it's, it's very deliberate. It stuck out its tentacle. It touched the guy's toe, you know, for a couple of seconds and then took off. Well, it probably tried to strangle him. I don't no, know. <laughs> no. So, you know, these, these sea monkeys, Sherry, you could be growing alien life form in your house and they may take over for you one day. Oh my word. Yeah. I'd have to call ET phone home. Yeah, Maybe they're going to try to phone home. <laughs> This lady uh, keeps feeding us and making videos about us. I know, right? Aww. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there, there's tons of uh, tons of different stuff to think about, and we're gonna we're gonna go around and talk more okay. about this. But but Bill, I want to hear uh, what you have to say on any of this. And you've touched a lot on on religion and all that. And but I, I'd like to hear what you think on you know some of the stuff that we had talked about with uh, maybe otherworldly beings or other landscapes, religions traditions yeah. etc so take it away bill yeah for sure well again it's great to be with all you guys today and uh you know um i may tell my age a little bit here but i remember i just hear you guys talking and uh you know uh i remember uh the buck rogers you know i remember the the first superman you know and uh -huh. and, uh, and just going on with that to star trek you know all of those oh yeah and it, it just seemed like we're our minds are always taking us beyond you know, into, into, uh, the outer spaces. But as I was thinking, you know, when you guys were talking about the octopus and the different creatures, you ever think about that, that, the, the ones that I think that we created, you know, in our mind that none of them are as pretty or look as good as us. That's true. We always have to be at the top. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's hey, right. I think, I think the way I look would be an insult to the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I don't know. You sound great anyway, but, but uh -huh. I, was just, I said, the mind is a powerful thing, you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, I believe that, uh, I believe there's a one true God. I do believe there, you know, of just from my study, uh, again, uh, not 
not religion, but just my personal study with, uh, you know, speaking to the Lord, you know, personally, mm -hmm. I think, you know, he desires a relationship. And, and so, you know, that's what, you know, it's not to me, it's not that these and the thou's and what we must do to me, it's just having a personal relation, a, a, a conversation with him. You know, he does, I believe that he created us. I believe he's the number one spirit, but I believe he's the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. I believe, I believe God is good. I don't believe he's bad. And I believe one thing he did give man was uh, a choice. And I think that's the most <laughs> powerful thing yes. uh, that on the earth. And I believe even, you know, the book that, that was written and that a lot of people say, well, it was written by man and it was written by man, but I believe it was written by man that, that was inspired by the Holy spirit. Uh -huh. And, I think from the difference between that I've, what I've understood of my studies and reading is the difference between the old and the new Testament is about 1500 years apart, but the, the old lines up with the new and, and, and we talk about different covenants. And I said, why did we even have to have a covenant? And I think it's because, you know, the first covenant God made with man um, was broken by man, not by God. And, and all, all he told him to do was one thing. And that's don't, don't, eat of this one place that because i don't want you to experience from the one that you know actually where the bible tells the word lucifer he was he was the greatest being in heaven and then he was trying to overpower his creator and that was his fall you know and, <laughs> and, and he fell you know that's that's the story you know in the bible and he fell and then you know he fell into the earth and you know and this is where you know he he reigns and his do his domain is and then when 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 God told man not to eat of this one tree, he's I don't want you to think like this. I don't want you to to think like this. And if you do, you're going to start thinking like this. You know, he said, and that I believe that's why God put him in a garden and protected him and to take care of it because, you know, he knew there was an evil one out there. But but yeah. it wasn't God didn't create the evil one. That person because of his choice created evil, and and that's what's happening. I believe in the world today, mm -hmm. and so. You know, I think we create our own images of what, you know, we think or what we want to believe a lot of times. And this is where I think I was crying out to God, you know, look, <laughs> you know, if you're real, I got to know, I got to see. And then the more I started spending that personal time with him and mm -hmm. he, he became real to me and it just, he proved to me, you know, first of all, he said, you know, he made us in his word. He said he, he made us spirit because God's a spirit. Mm -hmm. He's a being. And then I say, he made us a soul and that's the way we live our life, you know, and he, and he would love to, for us to live, you know, our life the way that he chose for us because we usually mess it up. Yeah. And, and then he made us a body, which we live in on the earth. And, and so, you know, uh, I believe that when we receive him as uh, in on that relationship basis that, that he wants us to be, then, you know, I believe our spirit man is saved for eternity. You know, mm -hmm. I believe that this body that we live in will perish one day because it's, I don't think too many people's got out any other way, you know, and, uh, but I, I just look at it this way. I don't know everything, but I do know he does. And that's right. Yeah. My, yeah. My trust is in him. And, and I think the biggest thing for me is because I know you guys don't know me, but I've done a lot of things in my lifetime. I spent, and, and I, you know, these are things that I don't think of anymore, but, you know, I, I spent 25 years uh, in the martial arts. I spent years and years uh, uh, scuba diving. You know, I seen those octopuses. I actually went down with them, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, and, and done many, many things, but, you know, it was always a dead end. It was always an inroad, you know, and, and, you know, the joy never lasted. And, and I said, now I have everlasting joy because of my relationship with him. But it's something that, that I have to make a decision, a constant decision in my life to seek him, mm -hmm. you know, every day of my life. I don't wait till the end of the day. I start out my day and, I, and I've gotten to the place where I want to include him in everything. And I mean, I have stories and stories and stories how he mm -hmm. has just uh, shows up everywhere all the time. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I were as, as a, at lunch at, pf change you like pf change <laughs> we we went there today and the, our waitress just said you know i said well, how are you she said well i'm you know I, i'm and she was about crying she said i'm i've been sick this is the day uh, my first day back 
And she said, do you, and, and it's, I'm not having a good day. I said, it's just, people are so rude. Aww. And, and I said, just give me your hand. And I just, and, and I actually just looked at her and I just spoke love into her life and how much God loved her. And uh-huh. it changed her, it changed her whole atmosphere. I said, we didn't just come here to eat. We come here because God wanted to tell you how much he loved you today. And, you and know, I, th- I think if, if alien life forms ever came here and seen the way that we act and treat towards each other, I think they would jet out of here. There would be uh, right? skid marks in the air. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they've seen the, you know, the way that we kill ourselves in war. They say, you know, they ain't coming back to that place. That's like us driving into like a real bad area of town and there's shootings and shootings and fights yeah. all going off. And Lots you're like, I'm not coming back here. These aliens, they're, they're coming and they're seeing this. They're like, nope. Skirt. But they're just, <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, those aren't really chemtrails or whatever in the sky. Those are alien skid marks, man, where they're, they're booking it out of here. So yeah, those, those are it doesn't definitely, seem like there's uh, too much intelligent life down here. No. Yeah, 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 definitely not. They're like, nope, we found the wrong place for intelligent life. <laughs> so, Eddie, I'm going to turn it over to you now. What's your your take on on all this? What What do you think? I'm sure you, because you've grown up, you know, a lot with sci-fi. You're a huge fan, especially yeah. with Lost in Space. So, what's your take on this? <laughs> well, my take is is kind of it's interesting because, of course, when it comes to aliens and stuff, everybody has most likely the same idea and from octopus to big, Mm -hmm. you know, big head with a small body. Mm -hmm. Uh, My take is very simple. I do like when you're talking about uh, sci-fi writers, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I do like HG Wells. He, I got to admit, he's one of my favorite, but the, Mm -hmm. the one that I love the most is back in the 1920s. There was a, and now this was not really, Technically, it was more like in a scientific realm, more like reality <laughs> slash sci-fi. Uh, Science and Invention was a magazine. It was a pretty large magazine. It's like 13 inches by 11. It's huge. And they actually, back in 1926, I think it is, May of 26, they published one that had an automaton. Now, automatons were at that time were called, they were robots, but they were called uh, earlier in the, in the, you know, the era. It was called automatons. And um, they go back all the way down to Robert Houdin, who actually made a lot of them. But one of the, um, the you know, basic things that I can say is that the automatons and all of that era uh, were very, very, very interesting. Um, but they had on their one page, they had one that was supposed to be like a soldier. And you see they had batons on his arms, like spinning batons. And then, uh, you know, with all said and done, it was pretty good. And the, uh, you know, because of that particular cover, a lot of sci-fi writers took that and it kind of became the, the original cover for robots taking over the world and all that stuff. Uh, you know, one of the things that I'm going to tell you point blank is, and especially with the uh, the magazine, that's what I think. Now, when it comes to octopus, I'll mention something, you know, how, how, how broad they are. There was an octopus. This happened, I, I think it was about a year or two ago. They had him inside a, a you know, in, in the bottom in a basement somewhere. I think it was in a, in a uh, aquarium somewhere. And he actually sneaked out. And he crawled up the stairs and he watched us as long as nobody watched him. And he, he went back into the ocean and they actually got that, I think, on video. And it's really kind of funny because you could see that the guy is working or there's a guy in, in the floor and, and the octopus is actually crawling away, sneaking uh-huh. away, not to be seen. So, yeah, they are very bright now. Uh-huh. With alien life, uh, I got to admit, uh, Joe, I got to admit... Um, uh, all, all this stuff we're talking about is I personally don't really believe there's any alien life. Uh, I, I mean, when you study science, let's say the, the way I do say, for example, mm-hmm. scientifically, physically possible, one is everybody that says they see something, there's always a lack of evidence, okay? There's always a blurry photograph. That there are things out there, I think it's more like, you know, if you're going to talk about like in religion, more like in the demonic realm, uh, we see a lot of stuff, but I don't personally believe because 
with everything that they show and, and all the billions of planets out there, we've been searching and searching for years, sending uh -huh. out, you know, all sorts of things. So I kind of, I'm more like the one God type of thing. I think God just made us here on the earth for a purpose. And, you know, and, and Jesus came to the earth as God to die for us. So I don't really personally believe in, uh, you know, I love the UFO cinema, but I think it's more UFOs are more probably government cover-ups, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. And and that's the way I've always looked at it now. But I am a number one fan of UFOs. Uh, that they come from other planets, that's going to be... I, I don't believe in that part, Joe, to be honest. I don't... So far, I'm, I mean, it doesn't say that God didn't make other people on other planets. I'm not saying that won't happen. But I just don't think that they're making contact with us. I... I you know, it's very interesting because everybody has their own theory about this and nobody's wrong and nobody's right because we just we don't have the evidence. We don't know. No. You know I'm sure somebody out there knows and, you know, but they're not telling, you know, they're not telling us. Yeah, they're not saying, hey, uh, Chuck, Joe, Sherry, Eddie, you know, here, here's the info. Hey, we're putting on our podcast. You know, we, we don't have that info, but it's it's good to speculate. It's good to critically critically think and have our our own opinions and right. you know could be right could be wrong uh nobody knows but we got to keep all doors open and say yeah this is a possibility until we do you know get the proof and you know my line my kind of thinking is we look at space and see how how huge it is i mean space is just vast. You know, enormous wow. and if i'm if say if i'm this all creator god and i'm i'm putting a you know, life form on just one planet. I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm going to do this on other planets. I want to do awesome. some more different things. You know, I want to, you know, I want to be creative and see these different people and all that. Cause I'm going to tell you what, you know, it, it, say, you know, if I'm playing the role of God and I'm looking at all these people on earth, I'm going, man, what the heck went, went wrong? <laughs> They're down there killing themselves and killing the animals and everything else. Like, what the heck, you know? And I'm I'm gonna leave them there, and I'm gonna start over somewhere. Else. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the heck was I? Was I drinking while I was doing this? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just you know, we, you look at our our state, but you we have to keep it. You know, I, I like to keep an open mind on every single avenue. You know, I'm not a religious person or anything like that. But I, I like to to hear those kind of you know opinions on that and that kind of worldview because you know I don't know but I like to to learn about it and you know I believe in alien plants but I like to hear somebody that doesn't believe in it you know because I I want to hear sure. what they have to say about it and what their worldview says about it everybody's different and it's good to keep an open mind and an open view on all this stuff because it's just. It's yeah. fascinating to to talk about. It's fascinating to read about and to watch all these movies. And it's like, you know, sometimes we watch these movies and you're like, man, I wish I was there. Like, you know, we always talk about Lost in Space, you know, mm -hmm. how cool or how, I guess, scary it would be to mm -hmm. crash land on some, you know, alien planet with our family and this, you know, super cool robot, you know, what, you know it would be a, a good time. But you know, eventually it would start getting kind of scary because you don't know, you know, can you breathe the atmosphere there? Um, right. You know, one of the, the big things in a lot of sci-fi when the alien aliens come to this world is they die because of, you know, some type of bacteria or virus that we have, you know, now, now we're going on to an alien world, you know, what type of bacteria or virus or something we don't even know about will be there to infect us. You know, what are right. we going to eat? Is there food there to drink? food to eat is there anything to drink there um so it's it's a lot of stuff to think about and uh, what was that there was that real cool movie uh, a couple years ago with matt damon that that came out where he was stranded on uh hmm. mars and he started to grow his own food and everything you guys remember the name of that no, no. i don't remember that hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to look it up uh yeah he got he was an astronaut they got stranded on hmm. uh they got stranded on i believe it was mars and uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna find it here. I know it's in his uh, his singer, but he got stranded on Mars there because their their ship and all that kind of broke apart and everything. And um, he was the only one there, so he had to use his his scientific knowledge to um, hmm. uh, what's it called to kind of make his own food, his own water, uh, and all that stuff. So it was really uh, 
it was really interesting. And you know, he's he's an alien on this alien planet, and he's yeah. got to figure out you know how to live. So it, it was it was really cool. I'm trying to find the uh, what the heck it was called, but I don't um, I can't oh, run, run into it. Was it was it the Martian? Was that it? Yeah, the Martian. Yes, yeah, because they even they had a book about it. Yeah, that's it, the Martian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I never heard of it. No, that's Whoa. something different. It was a yeah. It came out and I just found just came out in twenty fifteen. Okay. And it was based on the the novel by Andy Weir called The Martian, and it's a it's not a kind of like a fun, you know, happy go lucky sci fi. It's a very hard science fiction movie, but it's it's interesting and it's really cool to think about. Like, how scary would that be to be stuck on? mars or some other planet and not knowing if you're gonna eat drink go home yeah breathe. Listen, to, listen to house of the unusual podcast <laughs> i mean you know there's there's stuff that you need when you go <laughs> That's you, know, right. you know what that kind of sounds like joe it sounds like tom hanks with his uh, castaway movie years ago he, yeah <laughs> and uh yeah he was so so desperate to talk to somebody he was talking to the tennis balls balding remember uh, and, uh, yeah oh, you know when you guys mentioned that you did you guys ever see that movie moon just moon no like the moon it's it, that moon uh it came out a few years ago it it basically the entire film three hours long about is a guy in the moon sitting in a in, in a, like a shuttle with absolutely nothing going crazy oh. i thought it was the stupid i mean i i actually didn't finish watching it but he probably I, had House of the Unusual podcast on repeat, <laughs> and he's like, make it stop. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, they may remember, just, there was another movie that the guy was inside a phone booth, and the entire movie revolved around him being inside the phone booth. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I, I think yeah, I yeah. That. Wasn't somebody trying to kill him? or? Yeah, something like that. But the whole movie was basically, like, I, it's funny how they What's can just do a movie <laughs> that long. But, but if you look up Joe Moon, just the word moon, you'll you'll see the movie I'm talking about. <laughs> that movie was, I thought it was going to be something like a Powell. Ter you know what? Even the, what was it? I think it was a Powell 18 or something like that. Um, where they go up there and then they start seeing some alien buses. I forgot what it was, which is in reality, they took that from an old uh, 1950s or 1940s uh, idea that there was somebody saw a space, uh, like a bus in the opposite side of the moon. Which in reality was not real, but I'm saying they based it on something like that, and it made the movie kind of stupid, you know. Yeah. Um, but even you know the one that this guy did, uh, what's his name? Uh, that he has to explode the meteor in space. Uh, Willis, it's a Bruce. Oh, Willis. Bruce Willis, yeah, we'll Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Armageddon, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That that movie, you know what I think it is with a lot of the movies, Joe, and especially modern day sci-fi is. They get a little stupid. I mean, when you look at, at some like Superman, Superman, the, the returns or the last one that they did of Superman. No, no. Superman, the um, the Man of Steel. Right. That was like a recent one. He punches a guy and the guy goes through three or four cars. Now, in real life, you punch a person. The person hits a car. Gonna, he's going to blow up. He's not going to go through the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It, they make him like and, and I think they get carried away with the CGI and yeah. it gets to the point where it turns into stupidity. No, I agree. I... And my 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 brother, not my brother, I think my son goes to me, you don't like I said, Pops, to be honest with you, uh -huh. that last Superman that came out was a, it was just stupid. Uh -huh. Batman Begins and everything, you know, Batman Begins, I think, is one of the best Batmans. Um, I didn't like the Dark Knight at all. Uh, the first one part and then the third part, which Christian Bale was, I mean, one of the best I've ever seen and liked. But uh, I do not like movies that just carry the sci-fi realm to beyond. Like when you see, uh, are you now? Are you a fan of like fifties sci-fi movies? Yes, like, yeah, you know, I was just, easy well, I was stuff. Just, well, not just fifties. I say the Clash of the Titans, even the remake of it. That's a very good film. I mean, it's sci-fi, but it's more on the you know reality kind of thing. You know, hmm. yeah, especially the original Clash of the Titans. But it doesn't have. It has enough. Uh, fiction in it that makes it pretty decent, you know? I just don't like, yeah, Joe, I, I'm more exactly, you you hit the nail on the head. I am more like into the classic sci-fis, uh, you know, uh, the, the the Outer Limits, 
the uh oh i love the outer limits i watched that one the twilight zone you know that's the stuff i like but today when you do films especially the superheroes they're killing it because every time they do a superhero film iron man was a good film you know wonder woman was not too bad um but superman they just cannot do the only superman film i think and i'm you know superman is my favorite but the only one I think that's really worth any merit is the one with Christopher Reeves that, and he's the one that died in the wheelchair. The first yeah. part. The only thing that killed it is when he starts and he makes the earth spin around. I mean, the, the movie was phenomenal till the very end. And it had a stupid ending. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, we need to have, because that was a funny film. You know, he's over in the restaurant. Uh, he's super strong. So obviously he's Superman. The people want to pick on him. But he didn't, you know, he didn't punch somebody. And then, but then when they made two, three, and four, it gets into that stupidity. He punches a person. He goes to three cars. I know what you mean. And oh. I just think that that's stupid. I, I don't understand why writers go that far. And, and this really gets me. It irks me when I see a writer that does a phenomenal job to then have what they call a stupid ending. Yeah, I think you're right. I, they get carried away with the CGI a little bit. There's a movie, which I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with. It's 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 The Haunting from 1999. It was, it was a remake of the 1963 uh, movie. But this one in 1999, they had some really cool CGI and it didn't go overboard. It was with Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, I didn't like that movie. You know what? My wife didn't like it, but I tell you what, it, <laughs> it, yeah, it was it was really cool, and they did That's some, the yeah, uh, but they did some great CGI in there. It had a spooky story to it. You know yeah. what? If anybody's interested in a good haunting, well, type of movie, that's neat. You know, Chuck, I was gonna say when to you know movies that are good horror films that I love are like the this old house. With, oh, of yeah. course, and then you know, and everybody was shocked. A great sci-fi film. Was down called the airplane that or the flight that got lost? Yeah, that was cool. I like that. <laughs> I mean, th- that's not even on DVD, but that film is phenomenal. It's great and very simple, simplistic, and it's believable. You know? Yeah. Um, I really modern day, like Joe said, the seventies were horrendous, horrendous for horror films. Yeah. Thank you. I I I just can't get into seventies horror films and. Gosh, the few sci-fi films that came out in the 70s well, were did, just as bad. <laughs> did you ever see the Gar- Gargoyle? I think was the only one. And the only reason is because of the realism in it. Uh, even though I, I didn't, you know, I'm not. The only two films from the 70s that kind of scared me that I didn't like and I still probably don't like today. Uh, and, you know, they're a little more like demonics. I, I don't like them at all. It's the, don't be afraid of the dark. The original one with the little creatures that want to take the lady away, says we need you, whatever. And then the other one was, um, oh gosh, I, I forgot the other one right now. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's what I'm saying. There's not too many films that are worth anything. In fact, the 70s, even the superhero films, when I look today and I sometimes, uh, they gave me the, the Hulk and I used to love the Hulk with Bill Bixby. I loved that. And when they gave me the first season as a gift in Christmas one day, a couple of years ago, I was like, wow, was that lame, you know? <laughs> like I said, wow, and and I love the Hulk, but I I just can't believe I used to like it as a kid that much. Yeah, when you look, yeah, as an adult. But yeah, you see, I dream of Genie. Uh-huh. You see, Super now Superman with George Reeves, not Christopher Reeves, the original George Reeves from the nineteen fifties. That's more like an adult based thing. I don't even know why they even. Uh, huh. It's it, even though it's meant for kids, it has an adult adult theme on it. You can watch it as an adult, and I think it's a kid's. Unlike Batman, Batman was like, Robin, I mean, don't forget, before you cross, make sure the light is red, you know? It had all those little things that were kind of funny in the in the show, but, you know, even though you can still watch the original Batman, but the original Superman is phenomenal. I Dream of Genie is great, but I got to be honest with you guys. I like, I, even I saw Wonder Woman, uh, and I have one or two seasons of it. Yeah. Um, I go back to, before Wonder Woman, there was, uh, Laura uh, Numar, uh, Numar that played Catwoman in Batman and Robin. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one called uh, My Living Doll, and that was, yeah. prior, I think, Jeannie came from that idea. Uh-huh. Uh, My Living Doll, although not too many of them survived. If you ever guys have a chance on YouTube to see My Living Doll, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's supposed to be an android, uh, Numar. Uh, what's her first name? Numar, uh, Julie, Julie, yeah, yeah, right, Julie Numar. 
uh-huh. is a, a an android, and she's like a pretty android. She's wandering the street, and she technically was built by NASA, right? So the guy who plays, who is actually like a master from I Dream of Genie, with a master finds Genie. Well, he finds the thing, and and uh-huh. she uh, kind of escapes out of the uh, NASA thing, and then he's got her living with him. He got to hide her. It's uh-huh. really funny. It's a funny show. It's well done, well thought of. And even the guy with the X-rayed eyes. I mean, look at that sci-fi movie. That's an awesome movie. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's so many movies, and, and I, I I told you guys many times. I bought a pack one time, a movie pack, and inside the movie pack there was like 50 sci-fi films. And I would spend each night on a DVD player. I would put it on top of my chest while my wife was sleeping next to me, and I would watch one or two movies a night. I'm talking about the 1940s, 50s. Uh, really cheesy. And I got to say, Joe, the movies were done. I think people put a lot of time into the writing. They put a lot of time, even though they didn't have the budget to do a good film, they created phenomenal films with very little budgeting. And some of them look so bad, but yet the story take on it is so good, you want to watch it. The 70s, I think they ran out of ideas and they just kept repeating, repeating. What I like about the 70s, though, were the mail order age, it was a time where kids, and I guess since television was kind of cheesy uh, when it came to films, uh, kids used to buy novelties, jokes and tricks as a way of, of entertainment. And, and one thing I'm going to say, though, is especially the only good thing about the 70s you can't take away from is the lineup for daily television for kids, from Bugs Bunny to Hanna-Barbera, oh, yeah. you cannot take that away. That was the best time of my life. Those television, were, but oh. when it came to making movies, though, you know, Star Wars came out. It was great. After that, it died off for me. Yep. I couldn't watch it again. Yep. Um, you know, everything was good, but I think films uh, were. I don't know what happened, Joe. You, you're the the fi- film guy. Can you explain it? Film guy. I, <laughs> the film guy. We <laughs> title every time, but I, I think that it's like you said. You know, they started running running out of ideas and we even see that today where they're just kind of rehashing all these old movies they're trying to remaster them update them for yeah modern times and all this other crap and there's just really there there's lack well, of imagination you know the, a lot of people out there and, and one one take joe one take i'll say to you really quick what they did do today modern day which Right now, it's kind of turning back where they're running out of ideas again. But about three to five years ago, or maybe seven years ago to the present, shows like The Blacklist with James Spader, Boston Legal, shows like, um, there's quite a few out there. I, I stick to The Blacklist and stuff. But, you know, like the, the mystery, the Oak Island treasure in the History Channel, where they're trying to dig up that 200-year-old treasure that we saw as a kid. One thing I'm going to tell you about all that stuff, they really took the, the street to stone. I mean, they, they were excellent writing, superb, better than anything ever put out, better than film. But now they're running out of ideas again. And right now, if you see the shows that are coming out are kind of like stupid. And, and th- those are things that I, I got to admit that the right now we're not at the movie era because when you go to movies right now, you're like, wow, that sucked. Oh, yeah. But, but I'm saying you, the TV shows are really phenomenal, man. The blacklist is great, but you know, at the end of it, we want to see what the ending is because the terrible endings we're in that era right now. Yeah, great exactly. Film. And, and hey, guys, yeah. we're we're down to about a minute and a half here, so I'm going to wrap it up. Everybody out there in podcast land, I want to thank you for joining us, and I urge you to check out our our different sites here. We have a YouTube channel. Just type in House of the Unusual. And you'll see it pop up. Eddie and Chuck are always putting out some fantastic movies. Uh, a lot of magic. A lot of uh, Eddie's collection. Chuck's collection. All that good stuff. And you never know what kind of surprises will pop up there. So definitely check that out. We're over on Etsy and eBay. Just type in House of the Unusual. You'll find this up there. Or you can find all the links at our flagship site. Houseoftheunusual.com We have the links for YouTube, Etsy, eBay. Uh, the podcast. Everything on there. Also, whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on, please subscribe. Please give us a good review because it does help with all the algorithms and all that stuff that goes on with technology nowadays. It's like we're living in our own sci-fi future, man. 
But yeah, it definitely helps us all out. And we thank each and every one of you who are joining us week after week. Or if you're brand new, welcome aboard and hope that you stick with us. And we are out here every week for you guys. So don't miss us. Subscribe to us and have some fun with us. And if you want to be a guest and talk about some cool stuff with us, drop us a line at houseoftheunusual.com. So that's all I got for today. So Eddie, Chuck, Sherry, Bill, thank you all for joining us. This has been a great conversation. And I will see you guys next time. Good night. All right. Good night. night. God God bless. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Let me see if I turned it off. I don't know. It was nice and civil, right? Yeah, it didn't get too crazy. I just said I, I, I do believe.